Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy Weiner, and I am the founder and chief love officer at LastFirstDate.com. I am devoted to helping women and men achieve healthy, off-the-charts love in the second half of life. We have a fabulous show coming up today. I'm going to be speaking with therapist and matchmaker Ashley Arn about how to find and keep a good man. And I got a couple of comments when I posted this show this morning about um, kind of a cynical approach to the fact that there are no good men. So um, we're going to dispel that myth today, and I can't wait to talk to Ashley Arn about it. And I'm a dating coach, and I love helping women date as the high-value women that they are in every other part of their lives, because when you know your true worth, you attract your most aligned partner. I work mostly with women and some men, so I I do talk about women a lot and help them understand men. And um, the people who come to me are really high-functioning women, usually out in the workplace. They're amazing moms. They're super successful, but they do struggle with dating and relationships, and often they make mistakes that they're not even realizing, and one of them, and I would say that probably the main mistake that I see people make over and over, and I have to say I'm guilty of this too, is that they unknowingly show up as um, very kind of more masculine than feminine. And by that, I mean that they are competitive, they are um, used to being successful in the workplace by by being leaders, by taking charge of the conversation. And when you do that in dating and you're constantly having to be right and being competitive, that can be so off-putting to the take-charge kind of guy that most of these women are attracted to. So these are mistakes that we don't, always know we're making because we can't see ourselves. And that's why it's helpful to have a dating coach or a matchmaker or a therapist who can really help you to hold up a mirror to the things that we might be doing or saying that we're not even realizing can be so off-putting to the men we date. So I have created a free guide to help you stop making these mistakes and turn around your love experience to find love um, as soon as possible. And when you stop making these mistakes, it's amazing how things do turn around. So to grab a copy of this free report on the top three mistakes that midlife daters make and how to turn them around and find lasting love, just go to lastfirstdate.com and sign up on my homepage because I want you to go on your last first date. And now a word from our sponsor. Are you turned off by online dating? Say hello to EH+. This is eHarmony founder Dr. Neil Clark Warren. EH+, takes the best parts of eHarmony and combines them with personal matchmaking. With EH+, a matchmaker will learn all about you and handpick your matches. No computer needed. Get started today. Call 855-940-LOVE. That's 855 855- 
L-O-V-E. And our special guest today is uh, a matchmaker at eHarmony. So our guest is Ashley Arn. She's happily married, and she's passionate about helping other people experience the joy that comes from sharing a deep connection with your partner. She has a Bachelor and Master of Arts degree in marital and family therapy and a doctorate in psychology all of which require extensive training and experience working with people to create loving relationships. Ashley's experience in relationship psychology and deep understanding of successful matchmaking make her an ideal relationship guide for you. Ashley wants to build a connection with you so she can help you find that special someone to share your life with. So welcome to the show, Ashley Arn. Thank you, Sandy. Thanks for having me today. My pleasure. Thank you for being my guest. So we're going to talk about how to find and keep a good guy. And as I said, um, I was getting a lot of back talk this morning. I actually removed a few comments from my Facebook page because they were so negative. And um, I think we have so much negativity about who, you know, whether there even are good men out there. Um, so let's just talk about that first. Um so what do you have to say when people say there are no good men? Sandy, I think that's something that we definitely hear quite often. And yep. it's true. It can be challenging to find somebody who is going to be a great compatible partner for you when you are a successful woman, right? Um, and and part of it comes down to challenges with time and challenges in really putting your best foot forward to attract the ideal mate that you're looking for. Um, I mean, realistically, many people struggle with presenting themselves in the way that's going to be most attractive to their ideal partner. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So the um, I talk about this a lot with clients, that you know, preparing for dating in many ways can be very similar to preparing for a job interview. And I think a lot of people miss that opportunity to actually prepare how they want to present themselves and how, because it's such a quick, it's, it, dating is such a quick, you know, you know um, impression that people get of you and you want to make your best first impression. So what can people do to present themselves in the best way from the very first contact they have? Well, there are definitely a lot of great men out there, and I, I happen to talk to them all day long, which is a blessing for me, right? <laughs> but yeah. really we find that oftentimes um, people are not being what they want to attract. So we have to get inside the mind of our ideal partner and determine what exactly it is that's going to be attractive to the type of man or partner that we're really looking for. So I think it's if people are going through their day um, busy and distracted, oftentimes they're not thinking about giving off signals and cues that will give the right mate a green light to approach them as well. Mm-hmm. So, so when um, someone is, yeah. sorry. No, so what are some of those signals and cues that would help? So I think first, I love what you say and the message that, that you're giving your audience about being authentic and really knowing who you are. Because 
people are definitely not attracted to people who give off a false impression or are trying to be something that they're not. So really, you have to be able to connect with yourself first in order to be able to connect with a partner. And when you are putting your best self forward, then people are naturally going to be more attracted to you. And so some of the things that we tend to find are that people are giving off unfortunate signals of not being available or being uninterested without even being aware of it. And knowing confidently what your strengths and your vulnerabilities are really makes you very attractive to your ideal partner. Right. So um, so let's talk about some of the ways that people give off those signals of lack of availability, because I see this a lot too. So I would say that definitely... Um, Often people are not aware of what their resting face looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're going through the motions, often thinking about the things on our to-do list or our agenda for the day and not being able to create a potential connection with a potential match. So, for example, a lot of people drink coffee or tea, right? So. Right. Oftentimes, we're walking into a place that's as simple as a coffee shop or somewhere that you can get a cup of tea, and you're going through your to-do list in your head instead of being aware of who is around you. And especially if you're a successful woman looking for a successful man, you likely work in an area where you can come in contact with great potential partners if you're, you're focused on making a connection. Mm-hmm. So with something right. as simple so, as, yeah. as walking into a coffee shop with a smile on your face and not going through your to-do list in your head, you're able to project outwardly positive energy and send signals to potential ideal mates that you're available and interested. You're giving green light signals. And the thing that's really interesting is that oftentimes women think that that men are much more confident than they are. And what we find in our research is that men are oftentimes much more insecure than women, and they need a lot of green light signals to feel confident approaching you, probably more than seems that's, comfortable. I so agree with that. And I just had a course on communication with men and we had a man panel on it and I asked them questions about communication with women and what they really want from women and across the board they said please tell us what you want, we want to make you happy and they don't read the signals, we're often so subtle and like even at the end of a date a man doesn't always know that a woman's interested and so I have my clients tell them I had a really good time. I'd like to do this again. Not to ask the man out, but to let them know, hey, this was great. You know, not just thank you. Had a good time. Um, You know, that little green light is enough to really send a message home that it's okay for him to take that risk. So men take lots of risks in dating. I think women underestimate that too. What do you think about that? I really do. I really do. And I think... Some of the challenge that we encounter now is 
that society is just getting used to the successful woman and adjusting dating based on different dynamics, different dynamics professionally, different dynamics in the home, different dynamics in relationships. And unfortunately, I think that oftentimes there's such a focus on maintaining a professionalism and going through that to-do list and being distracted because you're working so hard that you often are not really presenting yourself in a way that's approachable. And mm-hmm. men really, really rely on that, as you said. Yeah, and we don't realize that we're giving off those messages. And I think, you know, I remember once a client said, I'm I'm basically the cake and the icing, <laughs> I don't really need a man. I mean, she was basically just like, you don't really have a place in my life. I don't really need you at all, but, you know, I'd like a man. You know, it's like this very confusing message that they want to be seen as, we got it all together. I'm really, really capable. I like my single life. And, you know, so much of that is defensiveness. It's, you know, I don't have a man right now, so I've created this amazing life, which is great, but you have to make it very clear that there is space in your life for a man to come in. Because if he doesn't get that green light, as you say, he's going to say, well, she's too busy. Absolutely. And I think that you touched on something incredibly important when you said that it's challenging for women who are especially successful to maintain that feminine energy And oftentimes, the successful woman is looking for a successful man, and successful men have deep, deep masculine energy. And they want a woman who can also be sensual and feminine, who's not a coworker or roommate, someone who who brings that feminine presence to the relationship. Mm hmm. That is so true, and um, I like how you say, not a roommate and not a coworker. And often men feel like that's what they're coming, you know, women are coming across as a friend or somebody they want to hire, not date, you know. And so it's it's really important that we really look at that, and Rachel Greenwald talks about it in her book, um, Have a Met Hello, when she talks about the type of woman that's, the reason that men don't call back and and the number one reason is the woman was too bossy and she is very much this type of woman who's just very in her masculine energy and you know men men who are that kind of men I see that you know some sometimes that kind of woman could work really well with a man with a lot of feminine energy but that's usually a turn off for her so you can't have it all you can't you can't be the man and want the man <laughs> you know you can't exactly um, and yep. I think there's a big difference between a role and a mode. For example, many professional women really struggle to shift their energy and be one way when they're in a specific role and be one way when they're in a specific mode. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I find myself as a professional woman who does do a lot of executive decision-making all day, really making sure that before I head home and into my relationship dynamic again with my husband, I have to make a conscious choice to let the executive decision-making of the day go and be prepared Mm. to be in my relationship and with my family. 
Yeah. And that's such an important point um, that your role one place doesn't have to carry into everything that you do and that um, one way to shift that energy, say a woman goes out on a date right after work, is to freshen up her makeup, take off the three-piece suit, you know, take put on something feminine, really get into that that feminine mode instead of the work mode because you got to get out of that work, you know, it's all work, 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 work. And, you know, I work at home and I, you know, I'm, I'm bringing up children still and I have a grandchild and my life is really full. And, you know, the words that you say also are just so important by saying, you know, wow, I'm so busy and I'm balancing all these things and I've got this course going and I've got my radio show and a bubble, you know, and a man is like, oh, my God, forget it. <laughs> um, so so I've made an effort to say, you know, I am busy, but I really prioritize relationships in my life. Like, I'll drop everything to go to my daughter if she needs me with the baby and, you know, something important is going on. That's family to me comes first and a man is also a priority in my life so you know that's something you need to convey in order to to have the kind of relationship you want um but before we go on and there's a lot more juicy content to talk about here with ashley arn i just want to give another shout out to our sponsor eHarmony. so if you are frustrated with online dating i have good news for you the number one relationship experts at eHarmony have created a new premium service called EH+. EH+, combines the personal attention of a matchmaker with eHarmony's matching technology and extensive pool of great singles. With EH+, each matchmaker will learn all about you and handpick your matches so there's no computer needed, which is really music to the ears of most people who are dating online. Are you ready to find the love of your life? Get started at ehplus.com. That's ehplus.com. And now back to Ashley Arn. Um, so one of the things that you talk about is don't date a man's resume. And um, you say that you need to assess a man's values instead. So let's talk about that because I had a client recently who went on a date. It was kind of eh meh <laughs> and she got home she uh, she googled him and she saw his resume online she said wow he's much more interesting now that i've read his resume and i said uh 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 you know that's not who you're dating you're dating the man in front of you and you want to know how do you feel when you're with him so let's let's talk about that like some people just get really impressed by a profile by a resume um, what's wrong with that, and what should they do instead? I couldn't agree with you more, Sandy. So many people want to just check boxes, and checking boxes is great. It's good to be with somebody who has similar interests to you, has pursued um, education, if that's important, et cetera. But at the same time, it doesn't do anything for an emotional connection. And what creates a long-term connection is not just the physical chemistry, but emotional chemistry as well. So what we find pretty often with our clients is that somehow um, things such as deal breakers really become about superficial things instead of things that are really driven by compatibility. 
for example, height is something that women endlessly have on their list. <laughs> and I understand yep. <laughs> there's a lot of psychology behind that and wanting to feel comfortable and wanting to feel secure with the person that you're with. And at the same time, height has absolutely nothing to do with long-term compatibility. So what we really encourage our clients to do is to focus on making an emotional connection and to really be authentic about what is important to you and ask questions about values and not superficial things. You know, just as you said, I mean, it's great to have a good profile and to be interested in that, but at the same time, that's not what's going to create a long-term compatible relationship. A resume is temporary, and things can change very drastically. And you don't want to base your relationship on temporary, volatile qualities. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between, sure. between who you're most attracted to and who is really a great compatible match for you and will make you happy long-term. Yep. And so people often have a type and their type doesn't work out for them, but they still continue to want to be with that type. Um, and that height thing, oh, my God, that's so common. It's, and even my really short clients who are like, you know, 5'2", but I want a guy who's 5'11". And I'm like, why? <laughs> and it's such a small percentage also. You're you're negating so many quality people who are amazing. So I think what people fail to think about often is that emotional connection. So um, so let's talk about how to create that connection on a date, like how to really get to that really authentic um, emotional connection. Well, I think one of the most important things is to just be willing to go on dates, first and foremost. A lot of people are so gun-shy about that, and they kind of hide behind their computers or the phone or texting or whatever it might be, and they don't actually get out there and meet people. And the reality of it is that you want to get really comfortable with yourself in those types of situations because worst-case scenario, you come across the perfect person and you're not ready to convey yourself as who you really are, right? Mm -hmm. So... Yep. I think that on average, you know, being willing to meet someone two to three times, unless it's just absolutely terrible or you think they might be a secret murderer or something, it's really important <laughs> to be willing to give someone a chance because people are nervous in an initial date. And especially if they've seen a resume or a profile of some sort, they have a desire to want to impress what they think that person is looking for. And that's not always true. So, you know, you want to be able to just be yourself. And I think one time a client gave me a day-to-day -day of, of what they were doing, and they relayed the message to me just as they would on a date. And I was so bored, right? I was bored just talking to them about it. Realistically, right. people want to know what your values are and what's important to you. So something as simple as saying, you know, health and wellness are really important to me, and I try to break a sweat every day. You know, I get up and I, I do something active every day because that's important to me. It's totally different than relaying your workout routine with your personal trainer, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah, so you just touch on what you do because health and wellness are important, but you don't go into the whole, you know, the whole giant story. 
Yeah, and you want to, something like health and wellness I find to be really important in terms of compatibility. For example, if one person on Friday afternoons goes to happy hour and, you know, has a lot of cocktails and fried food and then sleeps in on Saturdays, that's going to be really incompatible with the person who tries to get a good night's sleep on a Friday evening so that they can get up at 6 a.m. the next day and go on a 30-mile bike ride, you know? So really looking at where that lifestyle compatibility is as well and focusing on asking questions related to things like passions and values and goals for the future. Mm -hmm. So people often say, well, I don't want it to be an interview and feels like an interrogation. So how can you ask questions that are more date-like instead of interview-like? So a great question could be something along the lines of, what makes you excited? It's a great opportunity to get to see someone's passion and whether or not it's something that you're particularly interested in, to be able to see someone's face light up as they talk about something is incredibly attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good one. Can you give some other examples? Sure. Um, something along the lines of what have you done lately that you've really enjoyed? Um, if, for example, if you liked reading, have you read any great books? Um, I really like to ask questions that are surrounded around what someone enjoys doing in a given day or week because if your interests are so different there's not going to be enough of an opportunity to genuinely connect. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, most people have an idea of what their kind of weekly routine is, but mostly you want to know about what they choose to do in their spare time when they're not working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do they like to sleep in on a Saturday morning? Do they like to read the crossword puzzle? Do they love to go out to breakfast? Um, But when you really know what your passions are, I think it's great to share a snippet of what is important to you and ask a follow-up question to the other person. So, like, for example, we're talking about health and wellness, and I gave the example of, you know, I try to break a sweat every day because it makes me feel really good. And what about you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Is being active important to you? And, Mm -hmm. And it's, I understand that it's a very fine line because especially women, it's really unfortunate, they're given a lot, there's a lot of relationship advice out there that says don't give up too much information on a first date. And I think that that makes people very shy of making a deep connection. But really we're talking about the types of questions that are appropriate, right, on a first date. So, you don't want to get into your relationship history and your tumultuous past with your ex, but you do want to ask deep questions that are going to create an emotional connection about the values that are important to them and how they choose to spend their life. And it never hurts to share little bits about yourself and listen. That's also very attractive, just to be willing to listen to what the other person has to say. Yep, listening is huge, and just just to stay quiet and not talk and use up every minute of this space. Um, 
I, I've been on dates where men don't stop talking, and um, you know, and I tell my <laughs> clients to just uh, just interrupt, you know, and just say, "May I interrupt you for a minute here?" <laughs> you know, um, and you can either say, um, "Hey, is there anything you want to know about me?" or you can say, uh, "I didn't know." Like, you know, just change the topic. Um, you can also, if somebody's going into their past, to, to just interrupt them and say you'd like to get to know them in the present. Um, but there's lots of ways that we can make it um, much more effective. Um, so we are getting to the end of this show, and um, I'd love to hear just one little thing about being flexible in how you live your values. Because um, we talked about the importance of values and staying really uh, honest about your values and staying true to your values, but um, what do you mean by being flexible and how you live them? Well, I think that people get stuck in thinking that things need to be very clear, black or white, or each person in the relationship needs to have a specific role that they stick to all of the time. And when you really think about the most successful relationships, they're very adaptable. For example, someone may prefer a relationship dynamic where one partner is more submissive and one partner is more dominant. But the reality of it is that there are certain circumstances in life that create situations that one person needs to fulfill the role of the other person. You know, I mean, if you think about long-term relationships, some people go through difficulties where one person loses their job and suddenly the other person has the skill set that's in demand at the time and they make more money than the other person. And you have to be really comfortable being flexible and adaptable where you can say, a lot of the times we do this, but we also do this. Right. So so be flexible, but know your values and stay true to those. Um, which I think is great mm-hmm. advice. And I think sometimes people are just so inflexible that they end up ruling people out for the wrong reasons. Um, so mm-hmm. this has been really great advice, Ashley. Thank you so much for, for sharing all of it with us today. And if you can tell our listeners how they can reach you, that would be great. Sure. Um, thank you so much for having me, by the way, Sandy. I really appreciate it. And I My think pleasure. ultimately... You know, anybody who may be interested in EH Plus can definitely get in contact with us directly at 855-290-5575. And really what EH Plus does is we combine the best parts of personal matchmaking and online dating. And online dating doesn't work for everyone, and personal matchmaking doesn't work for everyone. And the main issues there are, you know, small match pools or lack of professional training, and we really match people on multiple levels of compatibility, and it's tough work, but we definitely believe in what we do, and because we do, we guarantee high-quality introductions. And we would love to help anybody that's stuck in a rut and, and could use some assistance. Great. Well, thank you so much, and I hope people do reach out to EH+. I've heard only good things about the matchmaking services, and um, I have actually referred you guys to my clients. And um, so thank you all for listening today, and thank you, Ashley, for being my guest, and I hope that you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day.